It is Monday, August 21st. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by Jet Home Loans. And now, alongside Jaguars great and National Football League Hall of Famer Tony Baselli and some writer guy, J.P. Shatrick. And welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It is Monday. Preseason week three is upon us. The Jaguars and the Miami Dolphins coming up this Saturday at Everbank Stadium. Plenty to get to on today's show. The starters will play in preseason week number three. Get ready to see them for probably a couple of quarters. Some injuries in the trenches on both sides of the ball after the trip to Detroit. We'll keep it real, as we always do, with Pete and Tony. And, yes, your Fanatics fan questions. That's all in the second hour tonight on what should be a busy Monday. Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson this morning. Some injuries adding up in the trenches, as we mentioned, up in Detroit. But he's not changing his strategy about playing the starters this week. I can't really worry too much about who gets hurt, this and that. If I do, then then people get hurt, right? I mean, I just think you you practice and play um, just like you're getting ready for a regular season game, and and um, our starters need some time together on the field, and and uh, you know, uh, so they'll they'll get that opportunity this week. And I and I'll listen. I'll I'll monitor it. I'll be I'll be, you know, um, on top of that too. So if 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 I need to pull them out, I'll pull them out. But uh, right now, it's still still full steam ahead. Full steam ahead for the head coach. The full press conference from Doug Peterson available now on Jaguars.com or the Jaguars YouTube channel. Of course, we're on 1010XL, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. And Tony Vaselli and Pete Prisco join me now. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Pete, hello. What's up, guys? How are you? Hey, this is great today. I could see Tony. I could see JP. And away we go. In high definition and everything. That's great. And I can hear you, Pete, unlike last week where you sound, but I could get every other word. Yeah, well, I didn't even hear you because I got booted off by the time you got off. <laughs> it was- well, the, 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 the good news is, for at least me, the ratings came back, and it was 2X ratings from when you were on. So I hear I hear there was a severe plummet as soon as you came well, on. Well, all I know is that the first seven minutes of the second hour were the highest rated of all time. That was just me. Pete, Pete you missed it jp went on a seven minute monologue <laughs> and i thought his head was going to explode as he was just talking in circles oh, no, so well, you know sense. what tony the way he in, he introduces us like on the video uh, and we're also going to be joined by two other guys that come on to the show like <laughs> i mean my gosh we're just happy to be on his show today right? chopped liver you two chopped liver well you, you know J, 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 jp went to management and said can they, he wanted to change the name of uh, the show jp shatter friends yeah that's right, and I was going to be top of the billing, and then you guys and in fine print, Tony and Pete. Uh, pretty Did much was that way last that week, JP. I don't know what you're talking about. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, uh, plenty to get to here. There's a lot of, lot of stuff going on with this team. Starters are going this week in week three. Some injuries have popped up coming out of week number two. Uh, the injury bug here a little bit. So uh, some key roster spots up for grabs. So, all right, there's a lot happening around here right now, Pete. Yeah, the most concerning thing is Hamilton's back to me. That That's, I mean, he didn't play. What I couldn't figure out is there were reports that he was in a boot. <laughs> was that true, Tony? He was in a boot? I, I Pete, we don't fly with the team during uh, preseason. 
So I never even went down to the locker room. I, I read the same thing you did. Um, I heard someone brought up the boot to me. I had no idea what the injury was. And we hear it's a back. Um, it's concerning from the standpoint of when did he get actually hurt? And it's and JP, keep me honest here. But was did Doug say it was a non-football injury? That's what the team statement said. Yes, non-football. So injury. is it horsing around? Is it picking up your child? Picking up a kid or well, Pete, what is it? It 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 could be it could be a back that just sleeping in a hotel bed, sleeping wrong after two days of practice with the Lions. He just got locked up and couldn't move. I mean, it could be anything. So. I mean, there's no reason for us to speculate and try to figure it out. The well, sometimes you is, have to speculate in this league nowadays because nobody ever tells you anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially especially during the preseason, Pete, and you know this, but just to let our fans and listeners know, is the team is under no obligations to give any injury specifics during training camp. Until week one, the first injury report is the first time they actually have to you know, tell the whole story of what is going on. Um, of guys' injuries, whether they practice or not, and their availability for the game. In the preseason, they actually don't have to say anything. They, did, they would not even had to report anything on uh, Devon uh, Hamilton. They could have just let it ride. So, and, that, and all that um, does is expose the kid to, to doubts and questions and everything else. I, it's a terrible policy. So not just Jacksonville, by the way. It's all over the league. Yeah, I was going to say, this is not a Jacksonville issue. No. This is not a Doug Peterson or Trent Baalke issue. This is a league issue. Every team does it pretty much the same this time of year. So here's the official statement from earlier. Uh, Devon Hamilton is currently dealing with a non-football-related medical issue with his back. At this time, we do not have a timetable on his return. The medical staff plans to keep us informed on his progress and will provide updates at the appropriate time. And then Doug Peterson... Uh, earlier today said he had some text message back and forth and things were progressing well today a little better and whatever that means okay we'll see day now, to day tony you had back surgery i've had back issues um it can lock up when you're if you sleep in the wrong spot or be in a hotel bed it can lock up i mean you can have those issues but why just the way they handled it was weird to me and I'm, you know, you know me, I'm going to call it out if I think it's strange. It was strange. There was a report of a boot on a foot, which I don't know if that was true or not. If it wasn't, whoever reported it was wrong and they should apologize for that. But if if there's a boot on the foot and you have a bad back, I don't get it. Unless, and as somebody who suffered with sciatica, unless, and Tony, you had it at one point, you could, if you, like your nerve in your leg or your you know, your foot. I don't, that's the only thing I could think of, but I don't want, I mean, yeah, I'm speculating. And the reason I'm speculating is because you don't answer the question. Tell them what it is. Just say it. Well, Pete. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if the boot thing was true, so I'm not going to like, there's no sense of going down that path. All we know is what they told us. It's his back. I do think it's a big deal because he's had a great camp and he is a very important piece of the puzzle up front for this team. So getting him healthy, I'm glad it happened now and not, you know, week one. Um, and you just don't know if it's a if it's a disc issue. You know, I, Pete, you brought up I had a little I had a disc issue, um, bulging disc, had severe pain down the leg at the Hall of Fame last year, and right when I got back, um, had surgery, had a discectomy. It was a, amazing surgery from the standpoint of I walked out of surgery 45 minutes after I went in. 
with zero pain. And if I was at top shape, uh, top shape, now the doctor wouldn't have let me, but I could have played. Um, that week? I think so. <laughs> wow. I mean, they, they, and, uh, maybe, maybe give me one week. You know, the, the protocols were three or four weeks of low activity just to let it heal so it doesn't re-rupture. Um, but, I mean, I would have been a dumbass and tried to play. Of course. Well, so, and, and full disclosure here, I was in the emergency room in, in April for a, for a sciatica down my leg. And I have a disc problem. And I, I instead of having it done, I went through the therapy. And it's kind of regenerated a little bit. But I had pro I'll be honest with you. I had problems with feeling in my leg at times and when I first got back. And it's taken a while to get back. So if he does have something along those lines, it's really concerning. And, I'll, okay, I'm going to put it out there for both me and Tony as well. One of the reasons you have problems with your back is because you got the cushion in the front. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> Tony had the cushion until he did his magical diet. I had the cushion until I did my magical diet. And so that's one of the things doctors tell you, right? I mean, if you have a, a, a belly, it's going to be a problem. Well, I'm not going to comment on uh, Devon's cuisine. I've never no. heard cuisine as That's a an Italian thing. You got a cuisine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, I know where it comes well, from. Well, he's um, 335 pounds, so there's something there. Uh, he's not. He he's looks not, like, you know what? He actually he's looks not like fat. he's in better shape to me this year. Yeah, no, he, he looks he great. He's had a great camp. Like, that's why I'm, I, and I, I get why you're speculating. I'm just not going to. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that it's a freak thing, slept on it or whatever. Who Hopefully knows? Hopefully it is because they need him. I'm with you. They need, they need him. They definitely and need him. And hurt again yeah, and too, right? So that's the, on top of Foley Fodakasi in practice on Wednesday in Detroit goes down. He had a boot on the practice field today during the open media time on that right foot. So uh, we'll see. But they think, but P P JP, they think he's going to be back for opening week. That's the hope, yes. I, I actually know what that is. I just don't know if it's been disclosed from the team, so I'm not going to say a word. But based on what I know, he should be back. Um, opening weekend, and I think that's the plan inside the building. He'll be ready. Like I saw, um, Doug, I read Doug's press conference answers today, and one of them he said somebody asked him about somebody, and he said, "Oh, it's it's, it's his leg. I really haven't looked at it." What? What are we doing? It well, didn't say not Podikasi. It was somebody else. Pete, because that's what these coaches do this time of year. You know that. They don't but say again, anything. Tony, come in with your Why does it bother so -and -so's you? Got a, so and so's got a back. He's got a this. We think he's back in a couple days. He might be back in a week. He might be back in two weeks. With it, the, 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 Cooper Hodges got hurt. He's out for half the year or whatever. Just go down and do it. What's it what, what do you – it's the preseason. There's no games that matter. Where's the competitive edge in it? Pete, I agree with you from the stand overall, but here's the one thing you're missing. If you give too much injury, it can have a competitive uh, it's a competitive disadvantage as you're trying to fill out your roster because let's say these injuries are worse than the Jaguars are letting on letting us know right now. They don't want the league to know that because that means they might be active at the end trying to capture some guys and make moves to fill those spots where where these guys are hurt. Well, the guys so are there I, now, Tony. If Akeem Hicks is out there, if you want a big-bodied guy. And you want to bring him in now, and then if he comes in and those guys get better, then you get rid of him, or you keep him, or get rid of somebody else. There's ways around that. I don't, I don't buy that competitive edge crap. It's garbage. Everybody in the league does it, though. It's not just here. So I can't. I'm not just pinpointing the Jaguars for this. 
Pete, your your um your inner uh, beat rider is coming out because this is Pete on the beat who refuses to let anyone pass anything by him without him digging in and finding every conspiracy, every hidden, every, every <laughs> yeah. turning over turning over every rock, meeting people in the parking lot, chasing them down. I mean, Pete, that's why, and I'm not saying this critically. I'm actually giving you a compliment. This is why you were one of the be- best beat writers in the NFL when you were a beat writer, because there's nothing that would stop you from finding out the truth. My point is take a deep breath, buddy. You're not on the beat anymore. Who gives a crap? <laughs> it's just, I just think that they should, when something like this comes up, you should just be honest about it. It, 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 it and I've always said this, Tony, you know, I've said this. I think it puts the player yeah. in a bad light. It puts the well, player well, in a bad you, light. You can put the player in a bad light either way by not saying enough. Or also telling, and I won't bring up any specific examples, but you were here, um, telling a, when a player's going to be back. You know, it's a week to week injury when they're yeah. when the when the uh, muscles off the bone and there's mm. no chance they're playing all year. That mm. puts well, you even in a worse situation. Mm. Hall of Fame, Fred Hall of Famer Fred Taylor says hello. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hey, uh, plenty to get to, of course. We'll uh, come back and get into the offense and what to expect from the starters in preseason week three defensively, pass rush, all that stuff coming up a little later. Second hour, of course, we'll have the Fanatics fan questions, and we will keep it real if we haven't already, by the way. Jags fans want customized Jaguars furniture for your home. Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair furniture for fans. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. We get Ben Barth back this week. You know, he started his his uh, time last week. We're going to increase his reps this week, and, and he'll have a chance to play in the Miami game and and give us some quality reps there. Um, you know, and, and looking looking at the depth, yeah, we're we, we're a little thin at the offensive line. It's something we're going to monitor, you know, this week. But but right now, you know, we're comfortable where we are, and some of the guys that we're going to get back uh, here in the next next few days. So. Um, it doesn't look like we're going to add anybody at this time. That's head coach Doug Peterson earlier today discussing um, maybe adding some more bodies in the O-line, but apparently not. It's Jaguars happy hour. It is preseason week three. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Frisco and Tony Vaselli. We're on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. Yeah, there's a, a long list now of offensive line players that are on the injury report. Josh Wells, one of those. Uh, you mentioned Anton Harrison earlier. Uh, did not play in the game, but is expected to go this week moving ahead. Uh, Daryl Williams had a shoulder issue in the game, but stayed in throughout. Backup center. And it uh, sounds like he'll be good to go this week. Chandler Brewer is in the concussion protocol in the third quarter that went in. Uh, Tyler Shatley, as you mentioned, is still out. Uh, one more week of blood thinners, apparently. So uh, maybe next week he'll be back and ready, not this week. Blake Hance uh, was evaluated for a concussion during the game, but was cleared. But they're monitoring him off to the uh, – uh, monitoring his reps. He's practicing. He's fine. Cooper Hodges with a patella injury, and that's going to be a significant amount of time, seems like. So that's a lot. That's a long list. Um, there goes some of the depth, Tony. I mean, what's um, – Well, yeah. I mean, let's let's start with the tackles. That was a position of depth. Um, and then Josh Wells' injury on 
Wednesday because he was going to be your swing tackle. Um, and so he, it looks like he's going to be out for a while. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they do something injury settlement and then try to bring him back post um, injury settlement. Um, based on how long did, so you got that as your swings on. Now you have your, you know, uh, Anton Harrison working through a shoulder dinged up again, got dinged up early in camp, got, gets dinged up after a great practice. Pete, I don't know if you saw it, but he was awesome. He was awesome. I saw it. Awesome. He, that kid, I mean, he stoned Hutchinson a bunch. Well, I forget about just like I always get just not, I mean, he did, you know. It's, I'm telling you what I like about him more than just what he did to Hutchinson. It's his overall ability to play in space and be comfortable in space and recover. His feet are so good. He's so smooth. He has better strength than I thought. He's a tough kid. He likes to finish. I think he's going to – I mean, I hate the shoulder. And, you know, I don't know exactly what it is, if it's a subluxation, if it's a little bit of a labrum or both. Um. The word is he could have played, if, you know, if he, they needed him on, but they're being smart. None of the starters were going to play anyways. He'll, he'll play against Miami. It's just something he's going to have to manage throughout the year, and that worries you for a young player. It's already hard enough to be a rookie, and then you have to manage an injury, um, which I had to with my knee that my entire rookie year, and it's just something you just got to deal with and learn, and it's part of the process. So, um, but – Staying on tackle, the, one of my biggest concerns is we already knew we were missing camp for four weeks. Um, I thought Cam was having a pretty good camp until the last, you know, did not play great in Dallas. I'm not going to say he was terrible in Dallas, but did not play wasn't great. Good. Wasn't good. Yeah, okay, wasn't good. Um, had a pretty good practice Wednesday. I thought he looked fine in the, in the full padded joint practice. But Pete, terrible. in the game. And listen, you know, I'm an offensive line apologist. I give these guys the benefit of the doubt to the nth degree, and I get killed on the show from Pete and JP for doing it. I can't even – I can't defend it. I mean, he got run through three times, I think it was, Pete. And, like, one was, and he held on one of them. Remember, he got called for a hold on one of them. Got a hold, hold, and, and he was going against Okora. who's going to play. He's a player, but he's not a top-end pass rusher. He's no. a backup. What happened there? And he got he got run over multiple times. Like he was catching him. He was getting run through through his inside shoulder. He's holding on. He's getting pushed around. It, it was, was sloppy. It was sloppy. It was it was almost like he didn't want to be out there. And I well, maybe he, it maybe he hard. decided that he thought the suspension was the first four games counting the preseason and he played like it. I don't know, Pete. And I get it mentally it's hard for a guy like Cam. He's you know Got hurt last year after signing the big deal. He's the wants to be the franchise left tackle. Then to get suspended for four games, so he's gonna be out. So you know his head's not completely right. Well, he's playing going the third into... stringers in the fourth quarter. Of course, his head's not right. But Pete, that's where you have to be a pro and go show them like you can count on me. And that was, and here's the bigger thing, Pete. Forget about Phil Rauscher and Doug Peterson and the Jaguars. Forget about all that. I'm just telling you, as a player, you want that on tape? Who no, is that? Well, he kind of got called out by Doug Peterson today, too. Yeah. You know, Doug's not going to call somebody out in the preseason, and he kind of did. I mean, he, well, he said he was on the ground a lot. Oh, yeah. That's calling a guy out. He was on the ground a yes. lot. Yes. That's true, huh? 
Yeah. And here's here's okay, I'm gonna go back to what I said and what you agree with me before the season. Walker Little should be the left tackle. Period. End of story. And Well, but Pete, let me just give a little caveat to that. I I mean, everything you've seen in the games this year, go last year. Walker Little last year was playing at a good a very good level, similar to Cam. Coming to camp, I think Walker said the better camp. Now Walker was not great against Dallas either, but he was he was fine. A little sloppy on his technique, got a little over his, you know, weight over his uh, feet a little bit a couple times, but nothing like nothing that's gonna make you panic. Um, and here's but here's Walker is doing exactly what you want a pro to do. You think he wants to play left guard? No, but he wants to do his best for the team, and I appreciate that. So he gets slid down to le- left guard. Cam starting left tackle. If you would have thought anyone was going to struggle in that game against the backups, you would have said, okay, you're going to give Walker Little a pass. The first time ever in a game in his life, that, yeah. as far as I know, ever, yeah, he's ever played anything but tackle. So he gets rolled in there. He goes, and I thought he played great. I did too. I thought he was – he got to the second level off the double teams, which is – you know, Tony, that takes work. And he's, he was physical. He didn't get overwhelmed at the point of attack. You know, it's a different footwork, different, you know, kind of engagement. And so now the problem is, Pete, if you're Doug Peterson on one hand, you're like, yes, I love it because now I can put my five best guys out there once Cam gets back. But then you go, uh-oh, is Cam one of our five best if he's going to play like that? Or – are you better with Walker Little at left tackle and somebody else playing guard than you are with Walker Little at guard and Cam Robinson well, that, at left yeah, tackle? Ben, ben Barch Bar- is back to form at the start of last season. Is he better than all those guys? Well, I don't. I don't know if he's. I mean, I don't, I don't know about that, JP. I, I want to see that first. I mean, Ben's right. still a young you player. Didn't see that That's what we didn't have. See that last year. Well, he won the job last year, Pete. Yeah, but but was he ever? I mean, you can check the box and say, okay, above average. Offensive guard, you. Yeah, I was, okay. I, yeah, I'm. I'm with Pete. I don't think you. You know what was it? Eight, nine games he played. Whatever it was, six, seven. I can't remember when many. he got hurt. It wasn't even that many. Yeah, it was early. Yeah, it wasn't like when he got hurt. You're like, you know, he's the future mm-hmm. left guard of this franchise. Right. It's not like a, a four-year vet that had started at that spot got hurt. Now he's right. coming back to take the job back. He's going to have it. to go back he's in there go and, and win it. the job. Go earn it. Yeah, he's so, have to win it. But Pete, Again, Tony, I'm did. with you. If if Robinson and Little are your best left side, then okay. I personally, and here's why, I, and nobody wants to hear this in the organization right now, particularly the head coaches, because I said it to that coach. Walker Little is your best left tackle. If you go into the first four games and he plays left tackle even better than he did a year ago, and he's he's clearly becoming that guy, and the offensive line isn't having major issues no matter who's playing left guard. Do you make the change just for the sake of making the change, even though Cam Robinson's probably not going to be here next year and Walker Little will be your left tackle? I, I just don't like that. I don't think that's smart to do. Again, he could go in there when the regular season starts, Tony, and revert to being a guy that doesn't know what he's doing. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. But he could. And if that happens, then you make the move. You put Cam back in there and you put Walker Little at left, left guard. But Pete, but you're missing the bigger point. Based on what you've seen in the preseason, do you trust Cam Robinson out there no, to play I at don't. a consistent level? I don't. Which I, listen, sometimes listen, guys hard go for me. through something, though, Tony. I don't know. I agree. That's why I'm not making a like final assessment. I'm still a believer in Cam Robinson and his talent ability. 
I like Cam Robinson. I'm just telling you what I've seen on tape, and all you can do is judge what's on tape. And as a player, why do you want that on tape anywhere? No, it's it was bad. It and and like you said, they were backups. They weren't like they were start. Let let let's go through two things, JP. Yes. Who's the opening day five on the offensive line? Mm. Who is the week five in your estimation for both of you? Who's the we? And I'll give you mine. Well, opening day is easy. It's Anton Harrison, Brandon Sheriff, Luke Fortnor, Fortnoy. Um, I think it's <laughs> you got it for two. I know. Try again. Fortner, sorry. Um, I think it's I think it's uh, Ben Barch is going to be your left guard, uh, and I think um, Walker Little will be the left. Walker Little, Little will be your left tackle. Yeah, that's okay. easy. That's the easy part. Okay. What about week five? No, it's not this because I still think Blake Hans could be the left guard. Could be the left guard. I think Barch he wasn't awful at left guard last week when he played there. No. Um. The week five, I still think it's going to be Cam, Walker Little, uh, Fortner, uh, Sheriff, and Anton Harrison. I do too, but I wouldn't do it if they're playing well. If they're not playing well, it's an easy decision. Yeah, if they're, like we've talked about before, if they're mauling people and they're three and one, whatever the record is, but if they're mauling people and playing well as a line and winning more than they're they're, losing on offense by rep. I mean, JP, if they're mauling people, they're going to be four and oh. That, okay, let's say they're four and zero. They're mauling people on the line. You go through the first. You go through the first four games. I mean, Indy. They better beat Indy. Rookie quarterback getting his first start ever. Yeah, and Pete, you and I Big talked ten. about their the lack of pass rushers the first month uh, against this team. Yeah, they don't, they don't play teams with great outside edge rushers. Right, they don't. No. So they I mean, better you got, be. Mauling. You got Kansas City. You got Kansas City coming week two. That's gonna be a tough matchup. Anytime you play Patrick Mahomes, it's a coin flip. And now the guards will have a test because Chris Jones is a. Like a wrecking ball, wrecking machine. Well, they know what they're getting. They played him twice last year. He's a wrecking ball. He's a wrecking ball. He's yes, we get that, but they've seen that firsthand. There are certain guys who are just game records. He's a game record. Yeah. Yes, but um, but I mean, it's at home. It's opening. I think we win that game. It'll be hot. Then you got then you got Houston. Which means you rush. You're playing Will Anderson, who's a rookie in his third game. But my point is, you should beat them. You're three and zero. Right. And you got Atlanta. Right, who doesn't have no pass rushers on the edge? I mean, you should be four and zero. So if they are, do you make a change? But but here's the other part of the question: we're ignoring it. What if Cam goes out the last bit of actual football tape you get from him this week, and Miami Dolphins are running through him again? Then what do you do? Do you just, uh, just I mean, oh, that's not who he is. He plays better in practice. I mean, do you, what do you do? Well, and Pete, I don't think you roll him out week five in London either, because remember, he's away from the facility for four weeks. So his first week Can back he is practice four a couple weeks in, though. Isn't that the rule? You can come back, I think. Or no? I thought I, I I didn't think so. I thought you were four weeks. You I thought were it was nowhere four, to be found. But I, I, yeah, I'm not sure, but either case, he's not playing for eight, seven weeks, right? Isn't if it plays Saturday. Then they go one, two, three, four, five. It'll be six weeks by the time he hits somebody. And actually, yeah. if you count the first two weeks, it's eight weeks because he didn't hit anybody in that game. Those oh, games. Oh wow! There. All right, that's a cheap <laughs> shot. That's, that's a, a low cheap blow. Shot. I do not. I do not endorse that. I disagree with that comment. That was Pete Frisco, not Tony Baselli, no, and not JP and friends. Yeah, I'm giving you that. But but for him, by his standards. 
by what we've seen when he plays well, that was a terrible performance. Period. There's no, there's no other way to shake to 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 call it out. All right, guys. Let's... It was a it was a bad performance regardless. I don't care who you are. We're back in a moment. We'll get back to the defense when we return and a position battle that could be up for grabs. Third cornerback and a little more on that defensive line. And what they do now with some injuries up front. The start of the NFL season is just around the corner. We can't wait for you to be back at the bank. The Jaguars entertain the Dolphins this Saturday. Lock in your seats now. Call 633-2000 or visit jaguars.com slash tickets. The starters are playing a couple of quarters at least this Saturday. Come see them in person. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. Jeremiah Ledbetter, Adam Gossett are two guys that, that we have, you know, as as role players, backup guys. I think Tyler Lacey's another one that uh, um, really has emerged. Uh, he played played well in the game. He continues to get better uh, right there. So, you know, we've got a couple of guys that, that that are on the roster that can that can give us some really good time, you know, uh, in, in Devon's absence, however long that's going to be. Head coach Doug Peterson this morning on a Zoom call with the media discussing the Jaguars' options on the defensive line. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It is Monday, preseason week three. We recap the week two win in Detroit. The backups had most of the game. This week, the starters will play against the Dolphins, maybe a couple of quarters. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on 1010XL, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, and Pete Prisco. Hey, uh, Adam Goss has been around this league for a while now. I think it's his eighth year. Um, Ledbetter had a big game, Pete, as you referenced earlier. A uh, guy who's been around but hasn't had a lot of opportunities in his uh, career. Five tackles, a sack, forced fumble. You keep playing like that, no matter who you're lined up against, you're going to at least open some eyes. Let's put it that way. He may not have made the team with that performance, but he's right there on the edge of it now, right? He was active. And that's always a good thing. I mean, he pushed the pocket. He got pressure up the field. He, he won in the run game. He held up when he had to. Uh, I like what I saw from him. Um, is he going to make the team? That's, you know, it depends on how many they keep. Uh, it depends on the health of guys up front. Yeah. But, you know, we mentioned we mentioned possibility of getting another guy if the injuries are a problem. Akeem Hicks is out there. And he's a big, giant body. I don't know what kind of shape he's in, but. I mean, he's one of those guys that, you know, wouldn't, maybe that's worth a look. You know, Tony, you remember he was dominant at times in his career as a big, big, tough guy in the middle. He's 33 no, he's years old. he's a big now. body. The question is, is how much does he have left in the tank and how much does he want to play? I mean, he's he, he 400 pounds or something. You never know. You're right. right. I get it. But you look, give him a look, see. And by the way, there are some offensive linemen out there if they're worried about that, too. I mean, like Dalton Reisner started a bunch in Denver. Uh, A.J. Cann's out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he started. He was starting in Houston last week. Wasn't Last year wasn't awful. Um, it, I mean, there's a couple guys out there if you, got, if you need backup guys. And, you know, they're going to come on the one-year minimum. The problem with those guys, if they're on your active roster to start the season, you got to pay them. So you'd probably yep. wait until after. You'd wait until after to bring them in. Uh, no, I agree, Pete. I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think Ledbetter making the roster comes down to how many guys they want to keep. 
because Gatsis is he's on the fifty-three man because yeah. he's a great he's special four. teams player. Right, he's four. He's four. The question is, and Doug mentioned Eddie Lacy, you know. Uh, Tyler Lacy. Tyler Lacy. I mean, Ty- Eddie Lacy's the uh, Alabama <laughs> running back. I saw JP. Yeah, he's probably he's Tyler. probably he's probably as big as Tyler Lacy. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Lacy is a guy that I mean, you drafted him. He's going to have the you know kind of the the advantage of being a this this uh, this group's draft pick. So I think have you noticed him right much, now. Have you noticed him much? He's had a good camp. I mean, he's a big body. He's athletic. <laughs> But Ledbetter's production, it's hard to argue with. I mean, he, he flashed in the game. He played well. I, I thought he played okay in Dallas, too. So, I mean. Well, we had so many people asking to cut the team. So, I mean, they want yeah. you to cut the team, Tony. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not ready to do that. Why? They're going to cut cuts her next week? Pete had it cut like a month ago. Yeah, but what are don't we have the show next week before they do the cuts? We do, but they're gonna have to. They yeah. might cut them before Tuesday, so your information yeah. will be outdated. Yeah, they don't do it. They won't. They'll cut Tuesday. We'll do it Monday. Yeah, he just doesn't <laughs> want to do it right now. <laughs> I see what you're doing. You don't want to do it. Stall tactic, classic. It is a stall tactic because then you know why, JP? What? Because if they cut before next Monday, then we don't have to do it. Yeah, I true. see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna wait. Play the waiting game. But I mean, well, you think you, you five defense interior defensive linemen, period. Yeah, I think so. So in that case, if everybody's healthy, it comes down to Ledbetter versus Lacey, and they'll yes. keep Lacey. I think okay. so. How many pass rushers do you keep? Four? At least four, yeah. Maybe five. Who you are they? Ten, ten total players then. Who are the I think, pass I think, Yeah, because I think you keep, uh, you're you going to keep Dwan Smoot, and he can kick down and place inside right. if you need to. So Smoot, um, Abdullah, the two starters, and Chase on? Yep. I think that's we are, it. So we're getting there. We're cutting the team right yeah, now. <laughs> I got him. backdoored it in there. Nice job. Yeah. The question becomes, how many linebackers do they keep on the inside? Four? Um, well, you're going to keep, uh, Muma, Lloyd, and, um, uh, Lewicon. Foyer, Lewicon. And, and probably yeah. Shaq Quarterman. Quarterman. And who? Shaq Quarterman staying. Well, I think it comes down to, Quarterman uh, or Miller. Quarterman or Miller. And the problem with Miller is not been, a, he's been banged up and yeah. he had an injury history coming out of Florida and, uh, he's missed quite a bit of time. But do you I think, cut your draft pick? Well, Miller's more... I think Miller's more talented because he's he's more athletic. But Quarterman right. is just – he's solid. He's always out there. He's never hurt. He does everything you ask him to do. So, so they, keep, they wouldn't keep all of them, though. No. They're going to keep four. And then I think let's it, go to this – let's comes keep down, going. I, We're going to the secondary it, now. I think it comes down to Quarterman or uh, Miller. I agree. Then you get to the secondary. You got some young guys that have flashed back there. Well, you're 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 keeping. Let's start with safety. That's easy. Zisco, Jenkins, Winger, Winger, and I think you keep Daniel Thomas. He's I such a good Daniel special Thomas team. has played well, pretty well in the. And, he, and he's a and he's a core special teams guy. Absolutely. So there's your four there. But I think they're going to keep five because I think Antonio Johnson's going to make this. Oh yeah, that's up. right. Well, yeah. kind of like a hybrid guy. We'll count him. Yep. So yeah. I think I think ultimately they want Antonio Johnson to be their nickel. 
I would agree with you. Okay. He could play the, he could he could handle he could put him in there and let him play a guy like Kelsey if you have to. You gotta Good see what the with hamstring that, how that's gonna go though, right? I mean, he's got a hamstring issue right now. So But he's gonna be on so, the team. You're right, he's gonna be on the team. He's on the team, so that's five. And then you're you're looking at your corners. You, well, you know Darius Williams and uh, Tyson Campbell are going to be on the roster. Rest of them are up for grabs. I think Trey makes it because push comes to shove. You know he can go play nickel and he can play special teams. I think then it comes down to who – I think they want Antonio Johnson to be that nickel, but – you know, Gregory, we gotta, keep, we gotta keep more corners though. Gregory Jr. is right there on the doorstep too. He's gotta be now, right? Gregory, yeah, Gregory Jr. is on the doorstep. I think Braswell's done enough this preseason to I make Braswell's roster. done some. Yeah, I think Braswell's done some good stuff. Hallett was bad the other day. I think that could be a problem for him. Um, what about so you keep five? So it comes down to keep you. They probably will keep Herndon, Tony, just to keep because he's they're comfortable with him. Then so maybe keep Braswell, Herndon, keep Braswell and uh, Gregory Jr. Jr. That's your five. That's your five. Yeah. Okay, we'll come back and cut the offense uh, in uh, yes, just we a, will. just a moment. Oh the, yeah, we will. This has been great. That, See, that we was, got you to do it. You didn't even know you were doing it. That's, that was, the, that's the greatness of a good beat guy. Get a guy to say something even though he doesn't want to. <laughs> He's back in beat writer form today, folks. We're back really uh, in am. a moment. The offensive cut coming. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. Glad you're with us. Preseason week three coming up. The Jaguars entertain the Dolphins Saturday, 7 o'clock kickoff time. 7.07 officially the kickoff time Saturday at Everbank Stadium. So uh, tickets available. Starters will go for a half. We just tricked Tony Vaselli into cutting the defense. And now, I let you think you tricked me. I tricked that you. That was really easy, me. by the way. That was that like was easy. an knew, easy setup, Pete. Because I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I let you guys get the joy of thinking <laughs> you tricked me. No, <laughs> you thought they were going to cut him before we had to do it. That isn't happening. And he didn't want to get you beat, know, people Pete. Look for, they look forward to it. The fans look forward to this, Tony. They do. The fans are clamoring. I know. And I know they're clamoring now for the offense. I mean, this is... This shouldn't be as difficult. The offense is – there's a couple key let's spots. Let's start with the quarterback. Do you keep three? Um, let's do that last because it depends on how many spots you have left. Mm. Okay. Interesting. All right. So, offensive lineman, you're going to keep ten. No. Nine. Eight. No, you'll keep more than eight, eight. with the injuries okay, the maybe, they are. Okay, maybe nine. So, it's – you're starting five, which I'll put Barch in there. But remember, you're keeping – Cam doesn't count against the roster, so you can't count him. I'm not right now. Okay. Um, I think uh, Blake Hans is making it. Six. Mm-hmm. The unknown is Shally in the uh, AFib. Well, he, he's apparently going to give it a go next week. So If he's back, he's on. Yep. 
And then um, that's seven. Hodges would have made it, but he's not he now. He's hurt. Well, I think he. I actually think he makes it, and then they put him on IR to right. re, uh, return later. So put Hodges as eight because um, opening. I mean, I think he makes the initial roster. Um, it, you know, you might keep Bobby Evans as a swing tackle, unless you, um, because who else is going to play? Because I mean, because right now you have no swing, ta- you have no left tackle besides Mark Little. Now a- Anton Harrison can do that, but yeah. you don't want to ask him to. You want him as a rookie. You want him at one position. He hasn't been practicing you, over there at all, right? Yeah, what but do he you played do with, in college. He played I, I in, yeah, he was I left tackle it. in college. It's been a while. What do you do? What do you do it if, if Shatley isn't back all the way? You have to find somebody who can snap the football. So do you keep the backup center? I think I think you got to keep Daryl Williams at that point. Yeah. He's not bad. He's been okay too, though. He's not all. He's not. He's a solid player in there. I think. I think. I think getting the eight or nine, it'll probably be nine offensive linemen is tough right now because of all the injuries. We don't know yeah. enough, and we're not going to know until need another week. Next week. Yeah. Another but, week. Yeah, and what's Wells's injury? Uh, uh, they have not reported. No, it, no. I don't no. Think. Uh, it's an adductor, is what. Uh, oh, Doug they Peterson did. Yeah, it's an adductor. So groin, groin area. So and I and I heard of the bad version. So if it's the bad version, that's how long, Tony? Six weeks? Maybe eight. Yeah. So, but didn't didn't Sheriff play with that same exact thing last year and then ended up having surgery on it after the season? Didn't I, he? I, I think it's a little different. I think this is. I I think this is a little more severe. Mm. Well, if that's the case, then he's gone for a long time, so you can't count him. But you're right. They have to keep a swing tackle because you you can't count on Cam being swing tackle or, or Walker Little being a swing tackle or whoever. That's right. So that you're right. Bobby Evans might be a guy they keep. He yeah, I mean, can play he, tackle too, though. He can play right. I don't think he yeah, can roll he can play left. left. Yeah. All right. So he counts as the swing guard and the swing tackle, right tackle, and then you can count Bobby Evans. He can play wherever he has yep. to play. What position group is next, Pete? Tight ends? Yeah, well, by the way, that kid is a mauler and is a run blocker. Brenton Strange. Strange. I saw you tweeted that today. Or oh, post, my gosh. Posted he on X about it. Yeah. I mean, you don't ever draft a guy in the third round because he's a mauler as a blocker, but he is that. He, is he that. runs good routes, too, Pete. He's not bad in the pass game. No, he, but he's not. What he isn't is sudden. He's going to be a – No, but, what, but Pete, what he gives you – when he is a inline tight end, they did not have this last. Man Hurts was no threat in the pass game. No. He's at least a threat in the pass game. Correct. He's more of a threat. Yes. Yeah. So he's he's on uh, Ingram. I mean, he's your starter. Yeah, Ingram. Ingram. Yeah. And then then you go down. You got how many more do you keep? Two. I think you got four total. Luke Farrell's yeah, so, making uh, it. Farrell's Luke, on. Luke Farrell is on the team. Right. And then is Garrett Prince, your guy. Did he fizzle out because he was the sensation of early in camp and he hasn't really been that much? I, the other, I think it's probably – who? The other options right now are Garrett Prince, Josh Peterson, Derek Parrish. It's probably Prince. I, I think it's Prince. Okay, so there's four. There's four. Running backs. Wide receivers, wide receivers you're keeping six. It's, this is easy. It's, it's Ridley, um, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. Um, Parker Washington, Jamal, Jamal Agnew, 
I think it is Parker. I don't know. I don't think he has any role this year, Pete, at all. No. Um, he's the guy who sit down on game he, day, probably. Yeah. It's. I think he's an active game day. I think it comes down to either Tim Jones or uh, Harris. Jacob Harris. I would agree. Tim Jones is kind of the incumbent in that spot, right? Special teams guy. Who's, he's better on special teams, isn't he? Well, just because you've seen it. Harris has had a right. good camp on special teams. He's, he's worked really hard at it. Um, but I think Tim Jones ends up getting that job. I'm a betting man. So they have no, other than Parker Washington, they have no, and adding Ridley, they have no real change on that. It's the same group then. Do you, do you, but Washington, what's he, he doesn't do anything. So can't, would you tuck him, try and tuck him on the practice squad? If he, does he, is he, can he play uh, can special him, teams? Can you get him through there? I don't know about that. I don't think he gets through. I don't think he gets through. Okay. So he's, he's, uh, he th- so you keep six and that's done. Running backs. Well, you're keeping um, obviously Etn and, uh, and Bigsby. Uh, Bigsby. Yeah, um, I think I think if they keep four, it's gonna be Hasty and uh, uh, Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. What if they keep three? Hasty. I don't know. I, I, Johnson's looked good this camp. He has looked good. I think you keep all. I think you keep the four of them. So that gets us to quarterback. I think they only keep two quarterbacks. I would agree with you. I think they'll they'll put Rourke on the practice squad. Yep. Somebody was asking the other day: Is did Rourke outplay Beathard in the preseason? Yes. Yes. Do you think he's better than Beathard? Pete, I'll say what I said this morning with Hicken, and I'm going to give you the chance to see if if you get it right. List me, um, because basically, I mean, you evaluate every player based on what their responsibilities are, what are their skill sets, so what are you asking them to do, what are their skill sets, and how do they perform those skill sets. List me out the responsibilities for a backup quarterback in this league. Be be a good buddy of the head of the starting quarterback. <laughs> Psychologist, make the right. room good, right. help the young guy right. do well. right. And then you get into, can you play? But you also, you can look at what Beathard's salary isn't little. Let me say this, Pete, they're not getting rid of Beathard. Yeah. He is the backup quarterback. I don't care what, and I mean. Doug Peterson is, said I'm, that I'm, yesterday or after the game too. Or yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, he is, he's the backup because he does what you need with Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback. I don't think you want a, Young guy who's never played in this league and work being your backup with Trevor Lawrence as your starter. That's not the he doesn't yeah, fulfill and the you role. Don't, you don't save that money. You, you don't you save. Yeah, what's the almost they just resigned him for a reason? By He's not going anywhere. We're back in a moment. Second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour ahead. Your questions and much more. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. can't substitute game game reps and the the feeling of you know a little bit of pressure and a little heat from you know execution and and in practice it's okay to make a mistake because we can correct it in the film and the game you know it gets magnified so we just need those guys to play together um you know obviously if they can play two quarters i'd love to get you know a two minute drive if we could those are all things that you know it's hard to simulate in practice we'd love to get the defense a two minute scenario there as well 
you know, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, they they need they need the time on the you know in in a game in a game setting and being a home game too, uh, you know, makes it a little bit easier that way. That's head coach Doug Peterson this morning on a Zoom call with the media. Welcome back. Second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. The Jaguars recapping preseason week two, a win in Detroit. The reserves got all the time in the game. This week, the starters will play against the Miami Dolphins Saturday at Everbank Stadium and uh, should be a nice night for it, uh, 7 o'clock kickoff time. Jaguars got the win, though, in uh, Detroit Saturday, 25-7 the final score. The injuries starting to pile up on the offensive and defensive lines, especially on the O-line, the depth being tested there. Two frontline defensive linemen are dinged up right now, Foley Fadakasi and Devon Hamilton. Uh, Fadakasi is week-to-week. Hamilton, no true timetable has been announced. Walker Little played left guard in the first half last week for a look at what could be an option once Cam Robinson returns from his four-game suspension. And as we said, on to preseason week three. Doug Peterson looking for a half from the starters and a few certain situations. There are still some position battles to be decided uh, sixth receiver, fifth or sixth receiver, whichever way you want to look at it. Third corner as well, just to name a couple. Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco, of course, with us every single Monday. We've cut the team already, Pete. Congrats. See, I knew I would get him to do it. Yeah, but uh, did we do the math? It feels like we have like 56 guys on the roster. I don't think so. Well, you kept adding okay. guys. We had 10 defense aligned and outside backers. We had... 10 secondary, that's 20. We had four backers, that's 24 on defense, right? Yes. Okay, 24 defensive guys. On offense, nine we offensive had linemen. nine offensive linemen, two quarterbacks, that's 11, four running backs, that's 15, four tight six ends. wide receivers, that's 22, four tight ends, 26, that's 50. Then you have your three specialists. Bingo, fifty-three. We nailed it. We got it right on the right, right on the number. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, Doug and Trent can go home for the rest of the next two weeks. We get, we did their work for them. Just going to review the well, they, show. They pro- they probably like you to take over when they cut the sun. <laughs> I'm staying away from family, Pete. I mean, that's a harsh one. I feel bad for whoever has to do that. You know what, though. He got an opportunity to be in a training camp. I think that's and what, played, and that's what he said when they media talked to Josh Peterson. And he played the in week. the, and he played in the in the league. In the, yeah, I mean, that's it's not all his first was. time around. Like, he's been around, so. No. Yeah. And he, yeah, I tell you what, when he was in that league, he made plays in that league. So. That's all ahead. the um, The cut has been made here on Jaguars Happy Hour. They'll have to make the cut officially by four o'clock of Tuesday next week. That's what yes. it has to be. By the way, we, there's one guy or two guys that are going to make the team that we don't have on the team. Let's be real. Here's a question. How many cut Jaguars players will be claimed by other teams? I I think injuries have impacted that on the offensive line. You might have had a guy get cut on the offensive line that might have gotten claimed, but I don't think that's the case now with the injuries being what they are. Because, um, as you know, Tony, when you look around the NFL, the backup offensive lines are terrible. I think we're pretty deep at receiver. I could see some of those receivers getting signed as the fifth or sixth guy. Yeah, whoever that sixth guy or seventh guy is. 
You know, if it's not yeah. Tim Jones Who or is Harris. the seventh guy if it comes down to Tim Jones and, and Harris? Uh, one of those guys would be the seventh. Yeah. 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 And they've got what about tape the, out there. Because the Harris is a third-year guy and, um, you know, and Tim Jones is a second-year guy. Yeah. What about the other guys that have flashed? Uh, receiver some of those Seth guys Williams, what, uh, number 84 the big guy What's elijah cooks elijah yeah, cooks. elijah cooks he's an interesting one to me he's a big old dude and good hands and physical so what about, okay so maybe one, one guy there but i i don't think there's really many surprises for us this it, it and that's actually a a good thing i think when you don't have that you know what I mean, Tony? In the past, you'd always say, well, this guy, these two, three can make it, but this guy can't. You know, now it's pretty much cut and dried. And I think that tells you that's a good football team. Yeah, no, they're definitely a much better team than they were at most places. I don't think everywhere. I don't think their rush is as good as it was last year with Arden Key and uh, Juan Smoot healthy. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you, P. I think most places they're better than they've been for a long time. If if Fotokasi and Hamilton can't play this week, which is all probability, how will they start up front? Uh, P- Peterson said they're both out anyway this week already. Oh, he did? Yeah. He, I didn't hear him say that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. so uh, they're out. So who starts? Because you're working with the ones. Who would be working? Gotsis would be one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Gotsis. I mean, do you start Lacey at, uh, at one technique? Nose? Give him reps? Maybe. Maybe Vohasic. I would. Vohasic, draft pick. No, I, I would start Lacey. If he's well, in, that kid would be on the practice squad. We talked about him before the show. Yeah, I don't think he makes it. So let's put Lacey out there. Would see what put, he can do. Put Ledbetter in there? I, again, let me say one for the fifth time, JP. I said Lacey. <laughs> I he know, I'm just throwing Tony, out an He's not listening to you. Okay. I know you think this is your show, JP. It's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, man. The guy flashed last week. Give him some credit. The people. That Pete and I have made a list on a piece of paper to replace you with. If you don't get your ass straight, stop <laughs> acting like it's your show. And by the way, JP, I heard him say, put Lacey, get Lacey shot five times, and you didn't even acknowledge Oh, I heard it. I heard it every time. I'm just going through other names that could be possibilities. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, there's a way to do that, JP. You can say, okay, you think it's Lacey. Any chance it could be any of these other guys. Not just ignoring what I said and just throwing names out there. I was acknowledging. I was acknowledging. Hey, why don't you take a it break, could, JP? Go get a cup better. of coffee. Pete and I got this. It could be led better too, Tony. Exactly. What are you? Yeah. What is that? Yell at him. He at least acknowledges his his, his thought on it. But Pete, I agree with you. But don't you want to see what the rookie can do with the yes. starters out there? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. I'd play Lacey. You know what? Not Eddie Lacey. I, JP Tyler Lacey. Hey, you're the one who brought that up, not me by the way. But, I mean, do you – how long are they going to play the starters? Half? A couple quarters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of football. Why, you wouldn't, Remember Pete? the old right. days when you played the third preseason game and you had to come out after half to get a sense for what that feels like? Yeah, because I didn't know – I've never done that before. I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> and half- everybody in the league did it. Everybody did it. The old halftime adjustments, right? Great. Yeah. I never quite got that one. Basically, what that was in the preseason, Tom yelling at us because we didn't do good enough in the first half, ripping us and telling us to go back out there. But you agree with me in this, that I think 
starters should play a, a sum in this game, not just in Jacksonville, but all across the league, because you're going to go three weeks without it'll be a month without playing any football. Amazing. And Pete, with the limited, um, the limited full pattern reps you get on in the practice field too. So you're not going to have a lot of contact between the last preseason game and opening day. So I, I, I do think it's something you should go. I, I like Doug's approach. Half, I think it's good. Yeah, there's risk. There's risk in everything. Heck, there's, I agree. We saw that. Devon Hamilton got hurt with no football. Yeah, right. And and guys get hurt on the practice field all the time. Guys get hurt, you know, running drills. They plant. And I mean, no, it, it absolutely play them. I, I'm a big believer in this week, especially guys around the league should play because they got to hit. You got to hit somebody. Are the uh, Dolphins going to play, Pete? They played guys in this this past week too, so I would imagine they will. I haven't heard, but I, I would imagine they will. Well, can't again, you find out? You live down there, Pete. Like a mile again, away. Again, it goes that back to if you if you don't play the third preseason game, you got week you got four week no was it three full weeks four full weeks without hitting somebody that matters. And if you didn't play the second one, like you say, the Jacksonville didn't play their starters. Those guys wouldn't have played barely at all except for the first week. And then you go play a game in five and a half what six weeks after that. That makes no sense. Got to play. Would you have wanted to play? Wanted to? No. <laughs> Would you have realized that it was good for you to play? If I'm being honest, Pete, I felt like two weeks of practice, one, you know, a half of a preseason game, I'm ready to go play. From a, But you don't tackle either, though. Don't you think tackling? No, I, 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 only do, I only do the hardest thing on the field, block a far superior athlete going backwards <laughs> but, by myself. No, but, I don't need – I mean, that, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard, tackling. You, to, you told me when I was there that you were ready to go in the way they play offense. Now you could do it right now at 260 pounds. Well, I was talking to Press Taylor about uh, – and cause I, the way Press Taylor and Doug have designed this offense, it is Amazing. so – offensive line friendly like they never just straight drop back on first or second nope. down unless it's like second and eight plus they like they are always moving the pocket there's always some action in the backfield i agree and even when they do straight back uh drop back it's like the ball's out of trevor's hand they get in these empty sets they've scats they it's quick game like like one of these Taylor's games gonna be a head coach in the NFL. Oh soon. gosh, yeah. Soon. Yes. I'm impressed yes. with it. I love the way they designed the offense. And I think he has that same kind of mentality as his brother. He just I, I think he if if Trevor has the kind of season I predicted he would have, and this team has the kind of season I predicted he have, Press Taylor might be a head coach next year. Yeah. Yes, he is really good. And I'm just telling you the and you know, obviously I was being facetious where I said I can go play right now. No, you were. He'd be the on. only Hall of Famer ever to come out of retirement and go play again. <laughs> About but, 70 pounds below his playing right. My point was – my whole point was, though, the way that they've designed this offense is so friendly that – and I'm going to go do – I'll do it one of these games in the regular season. I bet it's – I bet you it's only a handful of times you're in a very difficult situation where you're one-on-one -on -one and, you know, you know you're getting no help and you're by yourself. Um. So yeah, you I, hold the ball. I think it's. I think the design of the offense and, and a lot of the offenses now in this league, Tony, they make it easy on the on the offensive line. Well, you have to, Pete, because one, the defenders are 
I mean, they were like this. I mean, I mean, let's call it what it is. They're better athletes than the guys that were trying. You know, I feel like I'm a pretty good athlete and was good at what I did. But I knew when I went and faced, you know, Derek Thomas or Bruce Smith or Jason Taylor or any of these guys that they were the one, some of the top athletes on their entire team in the entire world. And so um, you got to you got That's why I think playing offensive line is as much between the ears as anything else. It's it's a thinking man's position. You think your way through it. Give yourself you know put yourself in a position that puts them in a bind as many times as you can. And I think the offense helps do that. With all that said, back to the original point. I'll tell you this: I didn't need six weeks of two days and four preseason games to be ready to play an NFL game. Now. But it's not just – but this is what we miss all the time. It's not just about Tony Baselli or, you know, said player because there's veterans on this team. I guarantee you Brandon Sheriff is ready to go play a regular season game right now, right this second. If you rolled him out and said you got to play four quarters against Chris Jones this week, he'd be ready to go. Did you but need padded not, practices? But, Did you need padded practices to determine – Yeah, to a handful because I, I, need, I, need, I need to feel the, 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 the shock, the pain. I need to get my – Get some calluses built out, built up. Um, right. yeah, so, how many like padded practices have they had? Very many. I have no yeah. idea. I haven't counted. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot. Out. They got three but in a row, and they had to take three days off. That's the rule. At one point, that was like week yeah. Two. They probably if I had a grand total probably of six or seven, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there, maybe. Eight, you yeah. guys had that many in a week. They only did there's one no in Detroit. In that, they only did one in Detroit. See, we had, we did eight the first four first four days of camp. That's what I'm saying. You had that many in a week. Less than a week. Seventy five percent of the week we were there. Well, um, since, since you're coming back, are they? Uh, do they still have your size nine helmet <laughs> in the equipment room? I was a seven and seven eighths. That is a much. lie, lie, lie. That thing's just sitting right on here. the top of your head. You're not strapping it in like a helmet. So, but I'm going back. I'm going back to my point, Pete. Before we go too far, I, I how many you know? But it's it's not about the individual player. Part of the preseason and why you need these reps is to get everyone on the same page, operating as a unit. You know, getting in and out of the huddle, getting on the snaps, let the quarterback read things, communicate the play change. You know, timing. I mean, those are all important things that you need reps to do. So it's less about the individual player, in my opinion. It's the overall where you are as a team. And I, that's what I heard Doug say. You only can get so much out of it in practice. It's when you go on the field, the coaches are on the sideline, it's Trevor and the 11, 10 other guys in the huddle. You call the play, you're making the changes, you're communicating, you're seeing it full speed, you're making adjustments on the fly. That's what I think Doug's talking about, and that's the valuable, valuable part of camp and preseason. The one's got a ton of work in Detroit, though. They got a lot of work in those. those, those but again, yeah. the quarterback's not getting hit. The rec the receivers aren't getting blasted, and the running back isn't getting popped going through the line. So it's it's still different. It's still not the same. Nope. We're back in a moment. We're gonna keep it real when we come back. And it concerns the defensive line for the Jaguars. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIProductions.com. This is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. 
Welcome back. It is Jaguars Happy Hour. It is Monday, and it's preseason week three. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco, the Jaguars, and the Miami Dolphins, Saturday, 7 o'clock, Everbank Stadium. Tickets available. Starters are playing. And it's time now for Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. And this consists of the defensive line. How concerned are you about the injuries of Fadokasi and Hamilton? And should they bring in additional help? Um, I'll go first. Um, I am very concerned. One, because Devon Hamilton's had a great camp and he's a very important part. Fadokasi's, you know, um, a guy you're counting on. I, I think the interior three need to be really good. Add Roy Robertson Harris to that <clears throat> because they are going to have to push the pocket. They're going to have to stop the run. You know, winning on first and second down is critical playing defense in this league, trying to create those long situ- yard situations. And I, I would have said before this past week when the injuries propped up, they were a strength of the team. Oh, yeah. And now you look at the unknown of Devon Hamilton. We have no idea what the back is. You get into a little bit of a pattern with Fadakasi because let's not forget he had the calf injury last year and missed time and really wasn't himself all year because he couldn't really push off with that with that um, with the calf injury. So both are very concerning to me, JP. Do you bring someone in? I think you gotta kick the tires for sure. I would I would definitely look for somebody. I would look for a big body. And Akeem Hicks, I'd bring him in and look at him. If he's too heavy, he send him home. If he if he's in shape and he's willing to play, sign him to sign him to a deal. I, I just think you got to be prepared as if those two guys aren't going to be there. I mean, they probably will be. You hope they will be. Yeah. But you have to prepare for it. And if they open the season with those two guys not in the lineup against the Colts, who you know when Jonathan Taylor is back there and he'll be back there, they want to run the ball. And so you got to have big bodies up there. And I don't. Right now, I don't think that they could get by with what they have and be comfortable with that. So I would explore a big body. It's a lot of money in those big three guys up front, by the way. Fadakasi in year two of a three-year, $30 million contract. Hamilton, year one of a three-year, $34.5 million contract. Roy Robertson-Harris, year two of a three-year, $21 million contract. So they've they yeah, have but, spent some yeah, money there. Yeah, but, if you think about those, they're not really high paid in today's NFL. Now, having three guys at that all at that kind of called mid level, yeah. you've definitely invested money in that. I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong about your overall investment, but I mean you you think of like the top end guys or the top five, they're, they're all getting north of twenty a year nowadays. Um, and so, I think your point is right about overall investment. Um, Hell, I think Aaron Donald makes more than all of them combined. <laughs> that was true, but that's a different, different level, right? I mean, that, you know. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, <laughs> Hamilton no, but is you know tied. I mean. not... Hamilton tied for twenty second highest paid defensive lineman. That's my point, Pete. They're not high paid guys. No, Fotokasi's twenty sixth, and, and Robinson Harris, who might be the. By the way, Roy might be the best of all of them, and he's the less least paid. Yeah. He's had a great camp. He has been dominant physically. And he was really good in the beginning of last year, tailed off in the middle and played really well down the stretch. So, yeah, but yeah. you're right. In the grand scheme of things, I mean, if you look at it, Aaron Donald makes uh, $31 million a year. 
He makes more than all of them put together. <laughs> it's probably not enough. I mean, you can pay him more, right? But again, you can go get a big body guy and try and get him. I would. That's what I would do. Tony, you know, there's always those guys hanging around that ready to come in and they can play short spurts. They can't play long periods of time. Oh yeah, sure. I I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I have no idea what Akeem Hicks, Akeem Hicks, his mental, physical, like does he want to play? Is he healthy? Is he in shape? I mean, and then I'm sure there's other guys too. I don't think you make that decision, Pete, right now. Let's see where Fadakasi, I think they're confident will be ready. Um, I think the unknown, and it's hard for us to even speculate, we don't know what Devon Hamilton's dealing with outside of right. a general back. Right. It's non football related. And I don't I, know what that means. And I don't think they really know the full extent yet. You know, they're just kind of waiting to see how this thing goes. So it's kind of. JP, you can't be. You got to be snooping around there, kind of getting the, oh, the inside scoop. Is that, is that what I need to do? Go snoop around? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, that's, that wouldn't be good for any of us. Um, <laughs> I know where I need to be, be, and it ain't there. Well, because even <laughs> even if we knew JP, we couldn't say anything. That's right, yeah. I mean, why? What's the point? All right, uh, that's Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients Award-Winning Wine by Robert Mondavi. It'd be nice to have a box of that for week one. Didn't you get yeah, yours I'm yet? Not, I just got mine I'm the good. other day. I've given up. Hey, JP, do we have time? I got. I want to talk about uh, Roy a little bit. Yeah, we got, I, I, we got plenty I mean, of time. We talk so much about the great. I still don't want to have to go to break. I don't, just tell me to shut up when we do. Well, um, Devon has had a great camp. You know, Fadakasi, when he's healthy, I think is a very good player. I think we are underselling. Roy Robertson Harris. And it's, it's your point, Pete. He kind of tailed off in the middle. But when he's good, he, I mean, he's one of the most powerful human beings on this team. And he is so physical and he just overwhelms guys at times. And I, boy, if he could put together a 17 game season where he is at that playing at that consistent level, he's going to make, he's, he helps him a lot. And he, he'll help. Josh Allen and uh, Trayvon Walker because of the pushing of the pocket. And there's I mean, he does such a good job with that that it'll give those other guys more sack opportunities because the quarterback can't step up. And those guys are going to need better sack opportunity. I mean, this is a big year for those guys. Let's be real for both of them. For both – we don't talk I about think that it's, enough. It's bigger for Josh only because it's a contract year. But it's also a proving um, year for Walker. It's 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 important for Walker around what's the narrative going to be around Correct. him as a player. Mm-hmm. Correct. But but Josh Allen, from a money standpoint, if he goes out and gets 13, 14 sacks, they got to they got to keep him. Well, I mean, it's it's from an overall career standpoint. I know Josh wants to be here. He loves Jacksonville. He loves the organization. He loves the fan base. You know, his family's here. And I mean, personally, I root the, root for the guy because I love everything about who he is as an individual. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the business. And if you want to be here, you got to go put up double-digit sack numbers. If he has eight sacks, does he come back next year? I don't. I, I don't no. think so. No. Unless unless he wants to sell for because if he gets eight sacks, uh, Pete, somebody will pay him a bunch of money. Right. In free. But they won't. The Jag, The Jags won't. No. Because they won't be able to. I mean, everyone has to keep this in mind. Trevor Lawrence does what we all believe he's going to do and what he's capable of doing and who he is as a player. I mean, this is not just potential. This is just like how good he is. 
Um, they're going to have to pay him 55 to 60 million bucks a year next year. Correct. And so you've got to make, and if he does that, what do they do with do Ridley? Because you gotta, you gotta, mm. you gotta assume that if he's having that kind of year, then Ridley's having that kind That's of year. Right. Well, you can pay, you can pay both of them, Pete. But then you got to make decisions with Kirk and other guys. Oh, I already did that for next year. Because you can make it right if you're paying Lawrence, <laughs> you can make it where the big money is a few years down the line, right? Yeah, you can. Oh, you all can, kinds you of, can get creative with it. Yeah. If you want to make it work, you can make it work. Yeah. But again, for Josh Allen, if he has eight sacks, probably not coming back. If he has thirteen sacks probably doing everything you can to get him back. So it doesn't sound like much, but five sacks going from eight to 13 is a significant number for a guy like him. Well, and Pete, here's the other thing you got to think about is because if Lawrence goes off, which means Ridley probably goes off and, and Josh Allen goes off. Now you start getting, I don't care how creative you are, in your accounting principles and how you move things around. It still gets tight to paying <laughs> three guys. Now, the good news is we have an owner who has plenty of cash, so it's not a cash issue as far as right. signing bonuses and stuff like that. Where it's been Shot an issue for other teams with cash. Yeah, it, it's been an issue for some of the other owners as far as having the cash to pay guys. You know, Shot is proven. I mean, just look at everything he's done since he's been here, whether it's paying players or building facilities and hotels. Great. I mean, he can, he can afford it, and he wants to be great. But at some point, the, the, the CBA and the cap comes into play, and I'm not an expert like the guys that are in the building that think about this all day long, but can you get three franchise players, you know, pass rusher, one of the highest paid positions receiver has eclipsed a lot of other positions on, on a roster now, as far as being high paid, that wasn't always the case. And your quarterback, who is the guy who gets all the money, can you go pay those three guys in one year and make it work with a cap? And what are the casualties um, that happen? Now here's the thing. If we are talking about that next year, going in, we're probably talking about it after we've, we we were in Vegas for the week at Super Bowl. Correct. You're talking about a team that went deep at least into the postseason. Or and deep. The Super or your, yeah. Right. Or your well, because if he has, if Josh Allen has 13, that means Trayvon Walker is going to have 12 because you already told yeah, the world 20, they're going to have 25, 25 together. That adds up. I do believe the I think the official statement was 23 to 25. Oh, you amended it from what I heard. No, I, no, I did not. It was on the same show. It's not my fault that 1010 and Frangi and Prosser and Hicken and all the other guys over there edit me and don't tell the truth. There so might be a lawsuit coming. Fake if I don't news? Get, <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> you're going to sue 1010. You're suing him now. <laughs> That's great. I might, okay, I Tony, just, so I'll we'll give you a chance to amend, amend it. Why don't you Go call, call him out on their air right now? Tony, that's great. The, I might just I might just sue Frangie so we make the uh, booth more interesting during the regular season. <laughs> you got the best whole season between you and Frangie. Okay, so okay, amend it then. How many are they gonna have? Twenty-three and twenty-five. I'm not gonna change it. That's what I said. Wow, that's a high. That's a big number, Tony. Right. Have the Jaguars as Jacksonville ever had two guys that combined for twenty-three sacks in a season? Yeah. The uh, the year Calais had oh, sixteen yeah. or whatever he had, and then Gakwe had, had nine or ten. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Have they ever had two edge players combined for twenty three to twenty five? The answer is no. No. You're you're really really optimistic about those two. I'll be honest, Pete. There's a part of me that wants it to happen, so it's, I'm being influenced and I have a biases towards rooting for them and wanting to believe I'm right. But I agree with you. It's going to, uh, if I was 
if someone, if someone, you know, I would not be surprised if everyone in the country betted on the under of the number I gave. And I could, it would be hard to argue because I don't have a lot of empirical proof, especially after camp in the early preseason, that says that's going to happen. Are you worried but about that too? Rushing the pass? I'm, yeah. Right now, after camp, you are? I was very worried, and then I watched them go up into Detroit, and I thought Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker took it to Panay Sewell and Taylor Decker. I did too. I, <laughs> I mean, did too. I was like, after what I saw Walker Little and Anton Harris. Harrison do to our rushers. I'm like, Panay Sewell and Taylor Decker are going to just eat us up. And I thought Trayvon and Josh really won the day. I, mean, I don't want to, I mean, dominating might be a little bit of a stretch, but they had their way and got pressure. And one of, they won in the one on one drills. They had, con, they had really good pressure on golf. They squeezed the pocket. They would have got a couple sacks. And um, Panay Sewell's a, a big time tackle, too. He's a good player. You know, Decker's a, Decker, he's a pretty good player, cagey veteran. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's a good sign. That's a really good sign. And by the way, this week, the Miami won't have Armstead, and the right tackle, your former USC guy, has had some moments of real problems. He was better the other day, though, and I think that could be an opportunity for them to show some pressure and get after the quarterback a little bit. All right, guys, let's come back in a moment. Fanatics fan questions, plenty submitted on X today. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. I thought Walker did a nice job uh, at left guard. Uh, he looked comfortable in there. You know, he's a big body. He moved well. We wanted to see him. So we set up a couple runs where he could pull just a little bit. And so we wanted to see that and, and you know, loved his physicality in there. Um, you know, Cam, uh, probably not his best game. You know, I, I felt like he was on the ground a little bit too much and, and got beat a little bit. For somebody of his caliber, he should, you know, he should play better. He knows that. He understands that. Uh, the guys come in today and get a chance to watch the tape with the coaches and, and make those corrections. But it was good to see both of those guys together, though. Um, and, and see the communication, the dialogue uh, that those two had during the game. And, and um, you know, hopefully that sets us up for, for things to come here in the near future. That's the head coach, of course, Doug Peterson. He spoke with the media this morning on Zoom. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings, J.P. Shadrick with Pete Briscoe and Tony Baselli. And it's time now for the Fanatics fan questions. Jaguars fans, gear up at Fanatics.com with all latest Jag, Jag styles. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. We put out the cat signal earlier today. Here are the best posts on X that we've come up with. Question one, at Trillwill92, Gregory Jr. deserves to get some run with the ones at nickel cornerback. Agree? I mean, I think he's, they've tried him. I mean, he's gotten opportunities, and I think right now Trey's held him off at this point. They're just comfortable with Trey. I, I think that's, that's part of it. You know what you get with him. You don't know what you're going to get with a younger guy, so I think they're more comfortable with Trey. I would agree with you. He's been part of three takeaways, one of those on special teams. That helps, right? But like we've talked about before, it's more it, you got to be able to cover, right? Didn't he recover that fumble on special teams? Isn't that the one he recovered? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't nothing for me. I'd rather <laughs> see a guy cover yeah. I'd rather see a guy cover a guy man to man across the field, which Trey Herndon doesn't do very well. I don't think they're gonna play a lot of man this year, Pete. No. But so. you gotta admit when he gets caught in those man to man situations, he has problems with it. Yeah. That's why I don't think they're going to play much because I think ultimately Trey's going to be your starting corner when you roll out against the uh, Colts on opening day. If if they if you played Antonio Johnson at that nickel, I don't think you could play a ton of man-to-man with him right away either. Uh, he's, the, he's, if he, he got can, matched he, up with a receiver, that'd be a problem. He can roll out though, Pete. He's I mean I agree with his a real shifty change of direction quick guy that might be a, a little bit of a concern, but he can run, he can move. Um, now, but. He's a rookie. You got to see it. So I'm with you. I agree with you. Next question at Samuel of Duval. Can you explain the new NFL rule concerning keeping three quarterbacks on the roster? Are we in jeopardy of losing Rourke if designated the third quarterback going into the season? So the basic Jason rule Boyd. is yeah, ahead, the teams uh, who are carrying two quarterbacks on their active roster on game day may carry a third emergency quarterback who does not count against the team's game day roster. So basically you can have him up with no penalty on game day. He is part of the 53. The emergency quarterback will not be allowed into the game unless the two active quarterbacks are injured or disqualified from the game. And that emergency quarterback must be removed from the game if either quarterback is medically cleared to return to play. Um, so there you go. And teams but that means that, you have to keep him on the roster. And, that's right. And, me and Tony don't think he's going to be on the roster. He'll be on the practice squad. Right. I agree. Yeah, I mean, to simplify, JP, you explained it perfectly. It impacts the 53-man roster. You have to count them towards that. Does not count against the uh, active uh, game day roster. You can add an extra player if it's a quarterback. It's the 49ers rule in the playoff game. That's why they That's did right. it. Yeah. That's exactly right. But if it comes down but, to that, I mean – in most instances, you're toast anyway, right? In well, you're toast with JP. What they don't want to happen is what happened against the 49ers where you have two quarterbacks hurt and you literally can't even function as an offense because you have no one back there. Yeah. yeah. Or like when Kendall Hinton had to play for the Broncos back in the day. You, That's know, you, right. don't, you don't want any of that. Tom Maddy played quarterback for the Colts Tom once Maddie. way back in the day, and he had to have the plays he on his wrist. He was the first one. He was the first one that had the plays on his wrist. That yeah. wristband is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, he didn't know what he, he didn't know any of the plays. Here, this is a legitimate question. Why we're talking about the backup court? Has Nathan Rourke played better than Bethard? Uh, yes, I mean, just as far as on the field. Right. If it, okay, so Tony, if it didn't have anything to do with the guy being in the room and being a veteran and can handle and help the quarterback, would you keep Rourke or would you keep Beathard? I'd keep Beathard because he has a bigger sample size. Rourke has only done – he's done it at the uh, Canadian level. He was, was good in the Canadian good. Football League, man. Very I good. I watched a ton of his games. He's still, he's still a very young player. Um, Beathard is a known commodity. You're counting on that guy only to come in if everything's hit the fan. Um, and so I, I probably would not. And Pete, here's what we don't know. Just watching the tape, I would say Rourke has played better. But I don't know if he's going through the right reads, how much of the offense does he command, like the what's the mental acuity that he has compared to Beathard of comprehending stuff, you know, making those right reads, reading coverages, and all that. You and I don't know that. It's hard for us to make that. No, but assessment. I know Beathard hasn't played that well. I mean, he hasn't played bad. He's been fine. Average. 
which is probably so would you, I'll, I'll, I'll I know would I keep would I keep Rourke no but I'd keep him on the practice squad for sure well that's that's simple that's a dumb answer well, would you keep this okay would you keep three no no particularly with the offensive line and defensive line injuries there's no way this no, is all right I'm gonna, I've, I've got a wild question since we're uh, is, there we go. Is Rourke, and this is going to be a dumb one, so get ready. Is okay. Rourke better on the practice, just his development? Would he be better on the practice squad or playing back in the CFL or another league again? No, practice squad. How many yeah, true squad. reps will he get at quarterback on a practice? Squad? Well, he'll get he'll get scout team reps. He'll run scout team. Be in, get in, get on a franchise, get in a system, get in the pipeline, and it, maybe you move. Get in up. the pipeline, yeah. and he has to have a long view because if you can, if he makes practice squad, does a good job this year, going into next year, then it's a real competition for the backup. Well, he he looks tiny. How big is he listed at? Uh, he is listed at six one two ten. I believe yeah, it. he's not. Yeah, not very big. No, but he, he can rip it though. He can rip the ball. And he's a gutty guy. He's he's one of those guys who just finds a way to buy time, and um, he's interesting. So yeah, Rock Purdy two point I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Is he is he as sharp? I mean, what makes mentally? Brock Purdy You're talking about making the right reads and going through progressions. That's where, yeah, Brock Purdy's very good at that. All yes. right. Uh, next question at Stu Witters with the overall depth performing well in the first two preseason games on the offense and defense. Who do you see contributing most in a rotation basis on the interior D-line and defensive backfield? So D-line and defensive backs. Well, I mean, I think it's Gostas and Lacey. On the um, defense. On the interior, on the interior D-line. And you then, want to include pass rushers, you're going to – I mean, I think Dwan Smoot, when he gets back, second half of the year, he'll yeah, be – Yeah, but you're going to have to play – you're going to have to play eight games, seven games without him. So, who's the yeah, third pass Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you're going to have to get something out of Chase on. I think he ends up being your third pass rusher. And, and then who, what was the other part of that question? Was the secondary? Yeah, secondary. I have no idea. Rotation Johnson, basis. when he's healthy. Yeah, Antonio Johnson, right? When he's healthy. Yeah, but he's not healthy. I'm saying it's gonna be. I mean, I I think. How bad is his injury? It's a hammy. Yeah, yeah but it's a tweak or a pull. What is? It? I mean, what, yeah. I've I've heard it's gonna be an extensive amount of time. So it's a bad hammy. They didn't say bad hammy, but based on the time frame they gave, it sounds like it's something. That's okay, serious. so then there's there's no youth in that secondary unless they decide to go in another direction at the nickel corner. Yep, I think it's. I think it's your state. I think it's the same starting five you had last year when you were done with the season. I think Braswell's an interesting player, though. I, I, I think he gets better as it as it gets as he keeps playing more. The question with him is, can he run well enough? Well, well, it's the same question you have with Trey Herndon. Well, actually, you know the answer to that. He can't he, play he man. He can't. He can't play man. Next question at uh, underscore PW3 underscore. If someone told you only one person from this draft class would be an elite Pro Bowl player in years to come, who are you choosing and why? Crickets? Anton Harrison. Oh, Harrison. Oh, yeah, it's easy. Tony? Yeah, it's a no-brainer. I was, try I was going down the roster, but I think Anton Harrison will be a Pro Bowler. Okay, let me, while we're talking about the rookie class, because we haven't got there real quick, 
Tank Bigsby's a good player. Yes. He needs to quit bouncing everything, though, and just run sometimes. And that well, was a criticism he, of it all. And that was a criticism of him at Auburn, too. He's a physical runner. Just go. Go. Pete, I think he'll learn the hard way. You know, right now, it's he's getting outside. He's he, It's working. And so until, you know, but now when you get into the regular season, when you're playing top-line guys with more speed on the field, I think that'll be more difficult for him to do. And I think he'll learn. But then you didn't you you watch the tape of the game, I'm sure, and you saw the game. There were moments where he had he had a, a running lane right in front of him and he decided to bounce. Now you're right. He got outside and made a couple plays, but then on one of those bounces out, he got tackled for no gain. Um and I, I think he's just gotta go because he's a physical runner. Just put your head down and go. Put your go between well, the tackles. And that's what they like about him. It's a one cut downhill. I think they, like you'll you'll see a lot of inside inside zone with him. So yeah, he's gonna have to learn to trust it inside uh, because he definitely has the ability. He's, I, he's a I good really runner. Like, yeah, he's a good runner. One more question. Final one. At Duastan4211, what's holding the Jags front office back from going all in and trading for an elite edge rusher such as Khalil Mack or Chandler Jones, a guy that would instantly make us better and potentially move Trayvon Walker to defensive tackle? Well, first off, uh, well, Chandler Jones isn't an elite pass rusher. He's a good player. He didn't play that well last year. He's hurt. And then Cleo Mack, they're not, well, the Chargers think they're good. Why are they going to get rid of Cleo Mack? And you're not going to do it to your cap. You're not going to do it. They Because here's what, like, everyone needs to realize this. They believe Trayvon Walker is an outside rusher. Yes, they do. They don't believe that he's a defensive tackle. And so until that changes, why would they go tra- trade? for a player to take time away from Trayvon Walker. And not only that, if you did, let's just say for the sake of the argument, they did go get Khalil Mack. Where's Trayvon Walker play? They kick him inside. They have to. Right? He has to kick yeah, that's him inside. A, I mean, it's a, it's, that's a fun thing to talk about on radio, but it's not going to happen. But And everybody in Jacksonville was all upset when they didn't get Justin Houston. They didn't get uh, – who's the other one they did? Oh, Clowney. I mean, Clowney in his two sacks, he's not an elite edge rusher. No, but I, the Houston and Clowney would have been different. You're getting depth there. Those would be, They would have taken the role of an Arden Key. Yeah, not as good as Arden Key, but I, – I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just telling you that's what they would have got those guys for a fee. But well, they, you're gonna they, try and, they try and kept they try to keep Arden Key, and and he just decided to go to. I mean, they they made an legitimate offer to Arden Key. They wanted to keep him around. I don't remember the economics. I'm sure he got more at Tennessee though. Not much more though. I don't think. There you have it, fanatics, fan questions, and if you're a Jags fan who's always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you with the bundle at the bank. You can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just 58 bucks per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. I like it because we, we get a chance to get through this week, um, you know, in preparation for, for our final preseason game. There's still going to be some some opportunities for our young players to play potentially here in the second half. And, and there's still some ongoing, you know, I think some some battles, some some competition that, that you know, we need to see these guys in, in, in you know, real games. So 
Uh, it is beneficial uh, for everybody to practice. It gives us one more one more week here, you know, seven, eight days uh, to, to evaluate this team. Doug Peterson, Jaguars head coach this morning in a Zoom call with the media. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour, final moments on this Monday afternoon. And the band is back together. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Hey, sounded, JP, sounded good today, out, by the way. Yeah, real good. A shout out to Max and the whole team back there uh, for working through the technical issues we had last week. New studio, a lot of changes going on. And uh, Max, Reber, you know, the whole team back there did a great job, all our engineers, of getting us up. And so thank you very much for the – I know they put a lot of – a lot of hours and a lot of work into it. So good job, guys. And JP's in the fancy new studio over there. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's nice. It's spacious. Uh, you guys aren't here though. I mean, I got room. I've been in, I've been in that one before. It's nice. Yeah, you interviewed one. me in there. I I have yes. Um, yes. And Tony was in here. What was that last week? Two weeks ago, Tony. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but at some so, point, we got to um, get us all together in one room. When's that going to happen? I don't think that's well. When we do that, we got to go to the couch. You know what happened? Uh, the time that could have happened, Tony decided to leave early, Pete. I think that's what happened. Here's when we'll do it together. The Monday in Vegas before the Super, Super Bowl. I like that. Ooh, I like that one. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. A whole lot. All right, right? so preseason week three. Starters are going a half or so. The Dolphins and the Jaguars coming up, and – what else do you want to see? I mean, what what is a successful preseason week three outside of everybody staying healthy? We know that, obviously. What do you want to see, Pete, from the starters? I want to see Cam Robinson play better. I want to see. I don't think he's pick. starting, Pete. Well, he's not starting, but he's going to play. He's going to play when he, he does he, play. He, why don't you listen to the question? What do you? He want didn't to ask about starter? the starters. Yes, he, he said the game. He just asked the game. I asked the starters, said, what Pete. What do you want to see from the oh. starters, Pete, you idiot? Okay. What do I want to see from the starters? Well, how do you know he's not starting? He might start at left tackle. He might start Walker Little at left guard. Ben Barch is would, probably getting time this week, Pete. I would. I want to see. Or him. I want to see the pass rush show up in a big way. Knock the guy down. Knock Tua down a little bit. And yeah. don't you want to see how they handle the speed of those receivers? Yep. So I agree with both those things on defense, Pete. I, I want to see our secondary matchup. The big test. They got great receivers. They have a ton of speed. I want to see Trayvon and Josh dominate, um, like be disruptive. And then offensively, I want to see our offense hum. Like I want to see them in a rhythm, you know, staying on schedule. You know, I'd like to see two touchdowns in the first half. I think the offense. I, I think the offense has the potential to put a, at least ten points on in, in their first half. Maybe you're right. Maybe two touchdowns. I, when you look at that offense, I think they're going to be dynamic this year. I really do. I think they got a chance to push for the, lead the league in scoring. That's how good I think they can be. Hmm. You know, okay, Tony. I, I wanted like to that. ask you this real quick. Anton Harrison can be better than Jawan Taylor. Yes or no? Yes. I would agree with you. He's more athletic than Juwan. You're correct. So, if Walker Little and Anton Harrison are playing really well, they're just as good as the Chiefs tackles because Smith and, and Taylor, there's, they could be as good as those two. Yeah. The problem is the yeah. interior of the Chiefs offensive line is outstanding. Very good. They, I mean, 
their their center right guard and and Tooney's no slouch either. But their oh. interior three, Pete, are really good. Yeah. Jacksonville's interior three could be good if they could solidify the left guard spot. Yeah, I agree. Because I think I Fortner, Fortner takes his game to another level this year. But is he as good as uh, what's the kid's name? No, he's uh, not as good as Creed Humphrey. No. Creed Humphrey, and then Trey Smith no. on the right tag, right it's guard, nasty. really good. Yeah. And Tooney is a just solid, like just every down, ready to go guy. They're good. They're good in the middle of that line. That's where they're, they're very good. Petey coming up for the game Saturday? You should. No. Why not? I will not. It's the Dolphins, man. It's your hometown team down there. And you know what? When they say down here, Jacksonville's my hometown team. That's what they all say to me. I'm the mayor. They give me so much <laughs> crap. I make I make a pick just to make a pick, and they go, oh, you're just a hometown mayor. You know, that kind of thing. They actually have a graphic where I'm the mayor of Jacksonville. Really? Can we get that? we got to be able to get that, right? So, Pete, now you know how I feel about the years of doing the show with you, of you basically questioning every uh, pick I make because I'm a Jaguar homer. So You, get you, don't, you never believed yours, though. That's the difference. I believe mine. I believe mine. I believe all mine. The, what year were they, like, four wins, and Tony said they were going to win 11 games or something? <laughs> I just missed. It's not that I didn't believe it. I missed. You didn't believe it because we talked off air. You didn't believe it. You were just – That's not true. To- you were a pom pom Every lock I make, I believe. You haven't made any locks this yeah, year. Yeah, we only have one on no, the books, and it's from Pete. I'm waiting. I wait till I opening made, day. I made my lock. I'll have a lock opening day. It might be a. It might be. I might bring a early, an early double lock out. Wow, that's a that's a deep tease. We're a long way away from week one. That's Tony Maselli. Oh, no, it's only three weeks away. <laughs> Clock's ticking. That's Pete Prisco. Thanks to our entire crew, of course. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening on 1010XL AM. Thank you for watching on Jaguars.com and Jaguars YouTube. It is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings.